Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. The winner. friend, Mr. John Denver. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Matteblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me. Welcome back, folks. It's your old pal Gustav Monteblanc, and this is Can You Hear Me, the podcast where three guys talk about stuff. This week, we're picking up where we left off on the last episode about the Ken Burns country music documentary that was on PBS recently. If you haven't listened to that episode, part one, please go back and do so. Uh, We just barely get started before it's time to break this up into two manageable pieces, so we're going to pick right up where we left off. As always, I can be found on Twitter, at RealGustav. Ty Webb can be found at TyWeb3000, and Heavy Longmire is at Heavy Longmire, and the show Twitter account is at CanYouHearMePod. We are actually reading emails again. And that'll come up in some episodes coming down the pike here shortly. So please send your emails to us. Uh, We apologize for being so negligent over the last year, but we'll do better, I promise. And that is at can you, or sorry, that is uh, can you hear me pod at gmail.com. And the show, of course, is site is can you hear me pod.com. So without further ado, here are Ty and Heavy and I talking about country music. That early Willie stuff is incredible. It is, isn't it? He's trying to blend into the Nashville. Yes. Sound. How about those album covers? Because I hadn't oh, seen some of those. The Mama has on some the of those. Course. Mama has some of those, yeah. Yes. Oh. I thought they did a really good job with the uh, 70s the influence that Texas had in the 70s. Yes. I thought they did a, not have loved and the, been around in that Austin scene back then. Oh, man. Because that's got, when Austin was yes. Austin. And that, I mean, I was shocked at how much love they gave Towns. It was a yeah. lot. I was, yeah. I mean, because he is not expecting. He is usually really glossed over. That documentary on him is still one of my favorites. Uh, which one? Well, there's be two. Here to, yeah, there's Be Here to Love Me. Mm-hmm. And. Can't remember the other. There's one. two that are both. Yeah, fantastic. they're they're both really good. So I mean, Steve Earle even got in there. Even there, and and not just a little. I mean, that yeah. was a good hard. Mm-hmm. His early stuff. So I tell you good. something that I didn't know 
was and it interviewed him a lot. And I just, I think we were introduced to him whenever Nashville TNN came along in the eighties, and he hosted Nashville now. Ralph Emery. Ralph Emery. Yeah. I didn't. I never realized he was a big player in Nashville. Oh, I, I didn't knew know. that. I well, was surprised he was still alive. I didn't realize he was still alive either. <laughs> so you know that song. Drugstore truck driving man by the birds. Mm-hmm. That's about him. The country DJ plays records. Oh, plays, really? That's about him, and it's not pre- pleasant because he was not kind to the birds when they came to town. Gotcha. So years later, in the eighties, when he's hosting that Nashville Tonight show, he's got Roger McGuinn on there, and he calls McGuinn out. I'll try to find the audio for huh. the few country music history geeks, but it's it's I I found it entertaining. Yeah, I didn't realize that he had been around yeah. for freaking ever. But that was that's, that he had that he had witnessed most of this yeah. history. That song's about him. So, and I thought I've always been a huge George Jones fan, so I was tickled with all the love that they gave him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I knew pretty much all there was to know about him and Tammy. But even with that, there was some stuff. There was that stuff that I didn't. You know. You talk about made for. I mean, you couldn't have made it up. Just I mean, water. crazier than fiction. Now, yeah. I, I didn't know about, what I didn't know, I knew about their relationship stuff, and I knew about his stuff. I didn't know all of her stuff right. that was, that I, I never, never I, heard about before. That I, was like, I didn't post know, their relationship. I didn't know about the, uh, the fake, the fake kidnapping. Yeah, thing. I, I, didn't, look I never into heard that. that story. You talk about two trains just wrecking into each other. Those oh, two. man. But I think but man, that, they made some. Damn good records. They did. Mm-hmm. Although I thought that was great insight. That lady that said that uh, was it Jeannie Smart that said she thought that Loretta Glenn was writing Tammy's songs. Oh and Tammy yeah, was writing her songs. Loved her. Also loved one of my favorite characters of that whole documentary was that secretary. Yes, yes. I loved oh, her. I couldn't listen to her talk. She was all great. Uh, she sounds like somebody that will live next door to us. I know something. It. And the story. She could oh, tell. Man. oh yeah. being in that outlaw studio. How, yes, I wonder what the outtake reel of her is. It's oh just like lord, an hour. Uh, just I'd her. pay for that. Yeah. Now yeah. let's talk about Ty's favorite person in the whole documentary. That white-haired banjo playing son of a bitch. I don't know who the hell he was, Ooh. where they dug him up, or why. You know who we're talking about at the right? intro. Yeah, but he, he had in the first episode. They talked to him a couple of times. I don't know who whoa, the hell whoa, he whoa, is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are we talking about? Are you, you know talking his name? About, are you talking about the guy on the commercial? Yeah, but they had him in the first episode. They did? I don't yes. remember that. I thought he was just on that studio. No, I, I just thought he was, was on the first episode. They talked so. to him for a minute. I think he was just in the commercial. I'm I thought he was just in the commercial. Episode. He's awful. He was trying way too hard. So hard. Yeah. No, um, he's in that first episode. I'm almost Who is he? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he was. I think he was just in the commercial. I tell you what, uh, is ter- in terms of other things that stood out that you think you know about, but having watching watch this, even further appreciation for the greatness of Dolly Parton. Oh, yes. yeah, she Between, is. I mean, first let's just set aside the talent. Yeah, the talent we know about it's unmistakable. And but the... even even that gave me a new appreciation for the songwriting talent. I mean, has to be on the Mount Rushmore of women all time. 
between well, the talent, she is a beauty. The personality, yeah, boy, I the tell beauty, you what, the whole package. Young, have you ever heard anyone no. say a bad thing about no, her? Never. And never. she's been around people her whole life, mm-hmm. full time. The young Gustav, absolutely. She's on my route, Mount Rushmore for nine to five and best little whorehouse in Texas. No doubt. No doubt. She's that's on my still Magnolias. Oh, obviously, I've never seen a Oh, that's Julia right. because it has Julia Roberts. That's a good movie. I don't give a fuck. It's got Julia Roberts in it. I ain't watching that horse face shit. I mean, if I got to Weird Science, Make a Woman, I would make Dolly Parton circa 9 to 5 or Best Little Whorehouse. Oh, boy, her and that and uh, I was pleased. corset thing. <laughs> and but I would be Bert. Yeah, of course. that's the perfect couple of all time. I'll be Dom. You'd be Dirt. Bert, okay? And Heavy could be the preacher guy. Yeah. I was glad that it spent a lot of time, or some time, with one of my long-time, lifelong crushes, Emmy Lou. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, she, they gave her, they gave her more than I expected. Yeah. I'm not saying she's not important at all, and not great. And she really is, like, she epitomizes that saying of the voice of an angel. Yes. Like, when I think voice of an angel, I think Emmy Lou. I think her and Allison Krauss. Are yeah. the two that yeah. pop in my head. And that's one that I was surprised got no love. Mm-hmm. And I know it was the timeline was right. a big part of it. But I was really expecting to see some about her. And I thought they really. And no Linda Ronstadt. Well, and they didn't. No, there I, wasn't I thought, any Linda Ronstadt. No, I thought there? they didn't give near enough love to George. It was passing. Yeah. I mean, I thought yeah. all of this shit on Garth and I get that he changed the game with all of his bullshit but right. the number but, of yeah but George was I mean I think the lineage goes Jimmy Rogers to Merle Haggard to George Strait yeah yeah I mean you gotta give him more love than they did I know it, it was it was short passing but I don't there wasn't especially the 80s really got crammed like they <laughs> yeah I can't believe they jumped in Alabama barely got a mention. Well, not a how huge, huge were they in the 80s? They were huge. huge. And I'm not a huge Alabama fan. but hey, I never liked them, they but were they were gigantic. Huge. In fact, they kept country alive in that bad period in the early 80s when, you know. And they won every award. Every year. Yes. They would win album of the year. And they were a staple of every middle school talent show lip sync. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I did. I tell you what, I was glad because I thought she did really good. Big wheels on keep show. on rolling. I, I mean, I thought what she had to say was really thoughtful, but I also appreciated them just getting to roll back into some of her hits was Kathy Mateo. Uh, yeah, I'd forgotten about her. I had she forgotten had about some her. really good I songs. I never have liked Kathy Mateo ever. Man, now, she I'll, had some really I'll good... I'll get teary-eyed listening to that damn song. But Which one? I, the, oh, yeah, yeah, been, yeah, 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 yeah. Where have you been? But I never that's, have that's liked a, Yeah. And that's she, just me. But even with that, even if you didn't like her music, you had to agree she came off really good on that documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was... They didn't talk about Ann Murray. Well, or Sylvia. We're focusing or on... Or Sylvia. The, no, yeah. Sylvia. We're focusing on the United States here. Well, they well, talked they, about. They mentioned Katie Lang. Well, that's and they true. talked about uh, Shania. Well, I mean that were, Shania goes up there with Garth, although you, they barely talked about her compared to Garth. Man, although I, I was impressed, and I'm not a huge Garth fan. I mean, I I recognize what he did. No one has disappointed me more from the start of their career to how it progressed than Garth. But that first album, you know, somebody, yeah, so good, yeah. yeah. The first it two, was. the first they two were. 
But the fact that that thing, that story about him signing autographs at that uh, fanfare, that was, yeah, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that's that was. Cool. But even that to me struck as semi narcissistic. Yeah, that too. I get that. But he's just so disingenuous. Did they even mention Clint, Clint Black? Barely. Nope. And they that, did mention it because they mentioned a former construction worker from Texas, Clint Black. And I tell you that Clint, and I'm not a Clint Black fan as far as the person, but that. Killing Time. Oh, that's that, good. Which produced, good. what, like eight number ones? Yeah, I drank a lot of beer to that, that back in high school. That is one of the best country albums of our youth, yeah. for sure. And I was shocked how much love they gave uh, Keith Whitley. Boy, and I'm I'm eating that up. Yeah. I've, I've, I have not ever played a tape any more than that Keith Whitley's greatest mm-hmm. hits. That, that's a... Uh, I tried somebody to else, Hank Jr.'s greatest hits. Somebody else I don't think was mentioned... And he just never, I think he had a few hits, but not, he was in that vein with Keith Whitley with Earl Thomas Conley. Yeah, always loved his stuff. And there was no John Conley. You know, the there one, was no John Conley. For that one, I, that one's, I mean, there there's lots in that 70s mid-tier yeah. that didn't, I mean, you know, they, they had You know who I was most surprised that they didn't give love to? Because his career definitely spanned the time period that they covered was Don Williams. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. there was no Don I Williams. Mean, I was shocked there was no Don Williams. Yeah. I mean, between the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. No, you that's... talk about just pumping out the hits. Yeah. And well-liked, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was really surprised. No yeah. love for Don. Was there any Jerry Lee Lewis? Um, I yeah, think in the rockabilly. They, there, I think they mentioned it because you know he came back strong in the in the late sixties, early seventies, more country. I, I, I Man, think, did your did your eyes and ears perk up when you saw Tom T. Hall on? Yes, there? yeah. I wish yes. they gave him love, but I also could have stood for a little bit more Charlie Rich. Well, they showed the picture of him starting to light the thing, mm-hmm. but they didn't go into him. They showed Charlie Rich? Barely. Yeah. They mentioned he was a former rockabilly star. That and they showed the video of him lighting that thing on fire. But they didn't talk lighting about... Lighting what thing on fire? When he presented when the country When John Denver music, won the... They, they talked Entertainer about it. Of the oh, year. Okay, they I remember that. They didn't actually like play it out and let them hear him drunken... Oh, really yes, 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 yes. I really enjoyed the extended time that they gave Charlie Pride. Yes. Yeah. I, I like learned that. stuff on that one that I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I was, Have you ever heard that story about Charlie Pride? Because he's lived in Dallas for, ever. Ever. I guess he still lives here, and uh, lives down in Highland Park. Used, used to, anyway, when I heard this story. What's his address? Years ago. And uh, he was out We're walking. We're to do a remote there. He was out oh. walking one morning. Special guest, Charlie Pride. Come on in here, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> He was out walking one morning, and this old white lady uh, thought he was the garbage man and had him and asked him to bring her cans up to the garage. (laughs) And he did it, you know. Yes, ma'am. Did anyone come across as a nicer guy than Charlie Pryor? Oh, he just always. And boy, you know he put up with some shit. Can you imagine the shit he put up with? How about him and Farron Young? That was incredible. That was incredible. I thought that. I did not see that coming. I I thought it was going a different direction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, and I love him, and so it made me so happy. But Dwight Yoakam getting choked up about a Merle Haggard song, yeah, and that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite Merle Haggard. And which songs one was too. it? Was he talking about holding it together, holding yes. keeping together. it together? Yes, yes, yes. 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 Oh, I that love is it. a sad fucking yeah. song. 
And Dwight's still pissed off at Columbia Records for dropping Johnny Cash. I yeah. mean, still actively pissed off. Yeah. I was wishing he would tell the story about Acoustic.net. Oh, yeah. Oh. That right there could have been a, a yeah, whole I'm episode. Lo- I've, I've I was nev- lapping up every minute of that Yoakum, though. Yes. I mean, I've so never good. seen him I haven't live. either. I haven't. It was Next fantastic. time he comes, we need to yeah, make an effort. I've always wanted to. I saw him at, um, I've seen him twice. And I last saw him at an ACL. Oh, really? And he came out with him and the full band in full rhinestone nice. get-ups. Oh, wow. It was badass. Yeah. I liked how it went into the history of the nudie suit. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they gave Graham, Graham Parsons some Graham love. Graham Parsons got more than I expected. Yeah. As soon as he came on, I thought, Heavy is just licking his chops. Yeah. yeah. And which I'd always, because my mom... Oddly enough, had a couple of birds albums. Yeah. And I was always, I knew the name Graham Parsons, but Gus is the one that got me really turned on to Graham in the late 90s, early 2000s, and really diving back. And after watching this series, I jumped in the Flying Burrito Brothers catalog Mm -hmm. really hard. I got well, some. you're the one that turned me on to them back in those that 2000 mm-hmm. 2001 days. Yeah, that's yeah. In that album, really good the stuff. other day, I also got uh, Commander Cody and his uh, Lost Planet Airmen double live uh, album too. Yeah. So you know they get a little mention there, and New Rogers of Purple Sage. Mm-hmm. I had wished they'd talked about Old in the Way, which was a side project that. Uh, Jerry Garcia had with who was Vassar Clements, who they did talk about in the nitty gritty part, and Peter Rowan and uh, David Grisman. They did bluegrass. Uh, I didn't know that Dolly had done Mule Skinner Blues. I got to go find oh, that. Oh man, I know how fantastic. Was yeah, that? Was awesome. you know that she had done that. I don't ever. I've I've heard that. I mean, I've heard so many versions of Mule Skinner yeah, Blues. Yeah, exactly. You forget. I don't remember Dolly doing it. How much did y'all want to go and just hang out at that outlaw house oh, with Towns and Guy and Guy? Can you imagine? No, I love I mean, just, watching. Just let me be a fly on the right. wall for a couple of days. I'll buy the beer. Just let oh. me come over. On YouTube, there's lot. I say lots, several video, and they showed some footage from that I've seen on YouTube before. Um. Of in Nashville, and it had to have been what was it, Guy's house, right? And it's where this is shot, and you'll see uh, video. It'd be Guy, Rodney Crowell, baby Steve Earle, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, holy shit! Can you imagine being in that room and just the people that were there, the music that was done? Well, and I could have watched eight hours straight. On Christofferson. Yeah. yeah. He's he's pretty. And another one that I, I mean, I just lap up anything that's about Merle Haggard. Oh, I know. I mean, yeah. as much as I love Merle Haggard, every time I see something additional, that mm-hmm. I'd love him even more. Yeah. But, I mean, you talk about bigger than life. I hate I, stuff that, dude. I didn't realize that the first time it ever came out that he was in prison, since it was already old news by the time we came along. Mm-hmm. Was on the Johnny Cash show. Yeah, I didn't and there's so many. I mean, even though you've heard a thousand stories, 
There's so many wonderful layers to Johnny Cash. Oh yeah, yeah. His I like relationship how it with Dylan. Exactly. I, yeah. I loved how it tied those two together. And and again, talking about how everything is so intertwined. Everybody had some type of cash. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's such a small knit community when it boils down to the people that actually you know made it. That everybody you know them. Everybody probably had a. At least if they went through the opera, they had a Roy Acuff story. Or they, yeah. you know. Now, there's a few people that are more appreciated or loved across genres than Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, man, you talk about an influence. Because it's love that they did that whole thing on the Rick Ross comeback. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. I mean, Those are great albums. They people are. People forget how on the fringe Johnny Cash no was kidding. until I, that Rick Ross I didn't stuff realize came how small his attendance was. In, in Branson, they're talking was, about that was sad, like two hundred people in an auditorium. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, that would have been that would have made me cry if I went and the place was empty. And, and I tell you, one Ross albums are so so good. Yes, good. they are. I mean, you never would have predicted that, but that was the perfect marriage. Between and it gives two. me goosebumps every time I see the video of Hurt. Hurt. Yeah. yeah. The giant. I mean, it just. Well, what kills me the wow. most is June. Standing yeah. above him and mm-hmm. knowing that she's gonna die, like it came out and then she died. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, yeah. That I mean, and I know it's won tons of awards for it, but that definitely has to be one of the greatest music videos of all time. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It. I might rank it as as far as like if I had to pick one video, it might be it. Especially when it's showing him on the train. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. Does the dung dung yeah. that part. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. And it's so, I mean, that's one of the cool things about music, too. It's that, like, when Trent Reznor wrote that song, could he ever have predicted no. the journey it would take to get to the point of that video with Johnny Cash? Right. Yeah. And, and Trent Reznor's version is wonderful. Right. Yeah. But, oh, that Johnny Cash. Rick Rubin is a fucking genius. Boy, yes. There is, that is no joke. And the... Uh, and a wonderful Twitter follow. Really? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Huh. He posts some really philosophical deep quotes on there quite frequently. Really? Yep. He's a deep thinker, that Rick Ross. I don't doubt it. We got Rick our own Rubin. deep thinker right Why here. Why did I say Rick Ross? I'm thinking. Yeah, Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. I mean, Rick Ross is probably a wonderful The real deep Rick Ross? Because like, there's two Rick Rosses. There's the rapper, and then there's the real Rick Ross. I'm thinking about the rapper. Okay. Rick Rubin. Wonderful Rick Rubin. Twitter follow. And deep philosophical thinker Rick Ross. I don't but know. Let's Probably go back to same. our. Let's go live to our great philosophical thinker. I'm just sitting here thinking. I'm just thinking of Johnny and all those old Johnny Cash shows in the. Uh, That's a YouTube gold mine, right yes. there. Yeah. And it Roseanne saying when they're interviewing her, and she was talking about how you know because that's when Dylan was you know he was like the freaking rock star. Oh you know? yeah. She's like. The you know, your dad and your dad's cash. your dad. Right. You know, and uh, she's like, and I, I just thought it was so awesome when Dylan came on my dad's show. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, I got chills on that performance. Oh, that. Yeah. That girl from the North Country. That's my favorite version. I mean, I've got multiples, and that one's And I like the, the, uh, the video, like the studio shot mm-hmm. where they're. On the piano together, yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, that's you know, I 
Yeah, and, and she said, she say it. I wish I had Bob Dylan as a friend instead of you two bastards. He seems like a lot better uh, guy to hang out with. Yeah, he he's he, he's an interesting dude. Interesting I dude. I mean, I right. I think I'd put me and Heavy up against him. Yeah, I think we'd but, probably yeah, have but, probably, probably get better conversation out of us than Dylan. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's he's probably pretty introverted. You know, he doesn't have a lot to say. No, he doesn't have the profound stuff to say like Heavy and I do. Right. He doesn't have stories about shitting himself, probably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Call me when he's got a couple of those. I did find it interesting, which, I mean, we all know these stories, but I liked how they talked about the drug problem in the early days of country. I did not know. All the speed. I did not know that. uh, Yeah, who's the one I'm thinking? Roger. Uh, Roger Miller. Yes. Was oh, the yeah. King of Speed. I did I not didn't know either. that. I didn't know that either. I mean, I kn- we all knew about Johnny Cash. Right. I didn't well, know Roger knew, Miller was hot. We all uh, knew about Hank. Hank. Yeah, Hank, obviously. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that about. I had no idea about Roger Miller either. But I do love me some Roger Miller. Oh, he's great. Ever since the Robin Hood cartoon movie. Yeah, that was <laughs> key in our life. And the. Which, uh, uh, we saw it at the theater. We saw it at the theater, and I think it was Matt that identified that heavy sounds like the uh, sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> Nottingham. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, talking about Rick Rubin and the... I think you mean Rick Ross. Rick Ross, obviously. <laughs> Just the importance that the producer plays yeah. in that. I thought it was cool how, when they were talking about Ring of Fire, and I can't remember which producer it was, that was like, no, we need some horns in that. Oh, yeah. Because that, to me, is one of the all-time best intros yes. to a song. Yes. Yep. I'll catch myself humming that and Without the all mariachi. The time. It yeah. Doesn't, it, it doesn't play. That, that just makes it, you know. I, I'd i never heard that story, and I was fascinated by the poncho and lefty. How Merle just went in there yeah, I didn't I'd never heard one that. time in the middle of the night. I'd never heard and, that. And yeah. They just sent it off. And, and that think was about it. how many stories there are like that. Yeah. Because, you know, like, one of our favorite stories, totally unrelated to this, is about uh, Mary Watson that did the backing vocals for... Uh, oh, yeah, for Gimme Shelter? Gimme Shelter. No, yeah. yeah. Where they drag her, where they drag her pregnant ass out of bed to go yeah. in the middle of the night. So I wonder how many uh, there are like that. Although, I think most of those happen after the outlaw movement gets going, because it sounded like everything else session work was like a fucking machine yeah in nashville oh yeah that shit didn't happen like that probably in that outlaw movement it definitely reinforced my infatuation with the great jesse coulter oh yes you talk about hold up and this and back in the day oh back in the day oh oh, my goodness and this lord this documentary finally explained talk about why, a fire couple. why uh, Glazer, wasn't it John Paul Glazer, mm-hmm. was on that Outlaw album. I always scratched oh, my yes. head. Me too. Yes. I was like, like that what? answered that question. Finally. How did that yeah. happen? Yep. And that was a damn good story. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it, it's, for, for it's, 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 good it's awesome hearing the backstories of those yeah. things. Like, have you ever heard, I'm sure it was on a, Willie documentary where I heard this where I think it was his manager at the time so they were on on the bus and said Willie's always you know this was in the 80s so you know get high and sit there and pluck around on the 
guitar, sit there and write some lyrics or something. And yeah. so they'd stopped at this diner somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and uh, had gotten back on the bus and Willie's sitting there scratching on a napkin, you know, writing stuff down. He's like, what do you think about this? Uh, on the road again. Just can't wait to get back on the road again. Uh, making music, me and my friends. I, it's, and, and the manager was like, what? It's like, no, that's going to be a song. That can't be a song. That's awful. But, you know, that's one of his biggest hits. Right. You know? I, I loved all the stories like that where somebody was like, oh, that's awful. And then it would turn into a yeah. big hit. There was that one producer that actually ate crow, you know, when he's talking about how bad Willie's uh, first album out of Austin sounded. Like, ah, let him do it. Then it'll come oh, back. Oh, yeah. The Red-Headed Stranger. Yeah, Red-Headed Stranger. And yeah. that's, yeah. Hell of a movie, too. Yeah. They didn't, well, what about when, they didn't uh, give Willie any credit for acting. What about George Jones giving him the, you know, here's your piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he stopped loving her today song. I didn't realize that was so late Yeah, in release. I thought it was older, an older song for some reason. When, it, yeah, it came out in the... 81? Yeah, I didn't realize that either. I thought it was much older. I also didn't realize Streets of Bakerfield was just kind of a nothing song for right. Buck. Yeah, me I either. always thought that was, and I didn't realize that Conway Twitty had once been Rockabilly. Yeah, and, and the Nash and, and the Nashville song, well, the Nashville what I, sound. What I didn't Chet Atkins is what sucked what, him into that. Charlie I didn't Rich was he Rockabilly. Had been a, such a good baseball player, whatever it was, too, where he was potentially oh, yeah. had a chance of being professional. I forgot right. about that. Yeah, Charlie Rich was also Rockabilly. Sounded nothing like what he did after the Nash uh, Nash uh, Vegas, right? sound came along yeah all that's is fascinating and then how it just ties in to so many different kinds of music i'm just curious you know and we've lamented about how bad current pop country is before it's been so long since i turned on a country station i mean like decades yeah yeah i just wonder because you know the swing they were talking about the neo-traditionalists like the george Strait. You know, and the which is Dwight and the Dwight and the Marty and the R- Ricky Skaggs. Is that ever going to swing back? I don't know. I think that's what Chris Stapleton is. Well, I yeah, I mean, I think that's how that was the start of Sturgill. Yeah, the start. But he's gone. I mean, he's he's so eclectic. He's now, gone Wilco now. Yeah, he has gone Wilco. But man, I mean that fir- that first yeah. album of his is straight straight Wayland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. It is right back to 1978. I love that Waylon sound. When that first Sturgill album, it's it's great. I've never spent a lot of time with it. I mean, I've listened (laughs) to it, but I've never. I mean, the Matter Modern is really good too, but but that first one is where you're just getting raw. It sounds so country, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it is, man, it is so good. Well, and the machine makes those folks change. Like his new one, I've. Heard a couple of songs off it, and I'm like, "Damn, that's yeah." But well, part he's of doing whatever. Part yeah, of exactly. That's what all what he's doing. Because exactly. Well, you look at Ryan Bingham the same way. Yeah. Remember yeah. when he first came yeah, out? Yeah, he like, was Holy very shit, old school. That's and... awesome sounded, and uh, had a very towns and I mean, feel how... to him. Yeah, I, I, and he's I, just I, doing what he wants to do. I know. That's, I dropped that know. Wilco joke. I mean, shit. We didn't get into the alt country, but I mean, Uncle Tupelo was doing. Carter mm-hmm. family songs. Mm-hmm. 
I was a little surprised, and I guess because it is alt country, but they didn't really, they didn't even touch on any of that. Well, they ran out of time, partly. I mean, that's what's funny to me, especially with alt country, is when you have, like, one of the buddies we were talking about earlier, the construction, Mm -hmm. just very generic, whatever's on the radio, music taste. And one night we were burning a brush pile or something like that, sitting on the tailgate drinking beer for hours, and I had Whiskey Town CD playing. Holds up. He's like, man, what is this? He's like, I don't. He's like, it. It sounds country till he starts singing, and that. What do you? What do you even call that? So it's just alt country, and there's a whole mass of people, world, who, the yeah, world. that just yeah. don't. And to, and that to me, that's what's awesome about alt country is it's people who grew up listening to country music that are using those instruments, right? But just putting a folk or rock bend to mm-hmm. it, you know, and uh, like, yeah, like Uncle Tupelo using, uh, although, you know, so many old, co- and they did a couple of Dylan covers that are way better than, uh, than Dylan's original, I thought. Well, we'll have to go into at some point, maybe on a later episode, our venture out to see McMurtry. Oh, oh yes. yeah. We had talk to- about somebody that's, man. Seminal, yeah, because we're, yeah. we're at an hour 13 right now. Uh, we'll save that for another one, but we got to go over that because that was one of my favorite concerts of all time. I was glad to finally that see was between so the, good between getting to go with you guys, the venue, the yeah. artist I'd never seen before, Eddie yeah. walking in on that girl in the bathroom, yeah, oh, the chick behind us that ended up, yeah, getting pissed getting off into and with her boyfriend yeah. and they had to leave. Thank God they and had she to was, leave because she, she wouldn't shut up. She was like 10, 15 years older than us, too, I think. Well, and she was several mimosas in. So much boxes of wine. And yeah, so many boxes sauntering of wine. in on a young lady in the bathroom. We, got, we can do a half episode on that. Uh, that's what happens when you have unisex restrooms. Okay. Oh, man. Heavy making a big stand on He's that bathroom. Build heavy, a wall around the restroom. bathroom bill. No, I don't. It doesn't bother me. I mean, just lock the damn door, you know. Well, uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's long. Um, it's strong. It's and it's kind of it, down to get the fiction on, right? And or friction. You really, I know it, especially if you're not real familiar with the really old stuff. That first episode could be challenging. I could see that first couple, even. Yeah, first couple, but it's mm-hmm. slow. Little slow burn. But it's well worth it because it all it always goes back to those people in the first couple of episodes. Yeah, and and I really like how it ties in, especially with the Elvis part. It makes a point of saying this, you know, that the and they were doing basically they were stealing from black artists and doing some of that same sound, you right. know. And then rock and roll does it too, and then you know, and it's that uh, and it just. How all that early music is so tied together. Right. Would you, you know? like to travel to some of those shows with Elvis and Johnny Cash? Oh, my gosh. Man. You think that would have been fun? Lord. Woo. A little bit of talent there. A little bit of good times. Mm. We never saw Cash, did we? I'd, I've never seen Cash. I never saw him. No. Nope. Because he wasn't that we far We should made. catch him next time he's through here. Right, right. 
Yeah. Okay. I have seen Merle. Saw Merle. I I was front row, and Merle was wearing a sleeveless black t-shirt, and I could see in his armpit, Ugh. and it was not a good night. But I thought he was old then, but shit, he was only like 50-something then. Right. It was a great show. I Close love enough to catch the skin tags. I, I actually <laughs> saw the skin tags, as there you a go. matter of fact. I don't... I don't think I, I never saw Merle. Oh man! Oh, it was so good. I've seen it. I saw him twice, and he's definitely on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, my I favorite love him. artist. Of course, I'm still Merle before the beard. Those albums are whoo, are smooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like all of it, but man, and like they pointed out in that little rainbow stew, people <laughs> <laughs> people forget just how Hollywood handsome. Too. Oh yes! God, you talk about looking. a guy that had it all. At no that yeah. point. man. Yeah. And somebody who made the turn where it easily could have gone the other direction. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I mean, at at fourteen or fifteen, nobody would have said this guy's going to end up right. being a success. And he was an escape artist. Oh, That's I'd heard the stories, but even t- to that extent, yeah, I'd learned something. Ah, oh, no, it's it's a great documentary. And if you're if you even like country music at all, it, it's well worth it, but if you're a country music geek like us oh. that grew up on all that stuff, I want to go rewatch it. I, I'll, probably, I'll probably, I eventually will. I, I'll probably rewatch, especially starting like third or fourth, three episodes. on, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that Dolly stuff that when you get in that '60s stuff and the people that we really listen to, yeah, it really starts to resonate. How hard was it to hold hold it together watching that Vince Gill clip of him trying to sing it? George Jones's funeral. Nah, that was good. Yeah, that may. I've never been a big Vince Gill. Fan. I haven't either. I respect him. But yeah, I, never, I know he's great. I really like him. I never really liked Vince I know Gill. He's great. And I you know who they did not mention at all? Who I found funny was Glenn Campbell. They did mention barely. Him. They barely, barely. mentioned. Did him. They, they show it. The, the it said when the same. Talking about Johnny Cash having a show. They at the same about time, Johnny Cash had his okay, show. Okay. Okay. And it showed. A clip of Glenn Campbell, very brief. Okay. Compared to how much many albums he sold. Yeah. But definitely it went into hee haw. He was definitely underappreciated in the documentary. Yeah. He yes. was right there with Don Williams. Somebody, like I thought you gotta give Glenn Campbell more love. I mean, huge. I'm yeah. shocked they had Larry Gatlin on there so much. But Larry Gatlin was a big player. He and was then, a, so, he was a little Forrest Gumpish. So Larry Gatlin's yeah. touring with Cash. That's true. He's I mean, he's in there. Yeah, he's all over the place. They didn't even mention the Statler brothers. A little. They, they mentioned it barely, they? but okay. not what they should have got. I don't didn't remember. They mentioned the Oak Ridge. I don't they remember. They did too mention the Oak Ridge. Did, did they? Because they mentioned the Oak Ridge had, in, the, in the 80s episode had finally been able well, to. That's my mama? Yes. With uh, where it played Joe, Police, Joe the Policeman. Um, it was. They mentioned that they were had finally broken out. Of the limitations of their gospel oh, audience. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the Statler brothers. I don't. They might have mentioned that they were on a package with. No, they did mention Statler brothers barely because they said they played "Flowers on the Wall" God, that at is such the a good San song. Quentin. Oh, that's true. That's barely, true. Barely, but yep. not 
to me, the Statler Brothers were huge. Yeah. That, that's another example of some of those old songs that I was I would hear, and I was like, shit, I forgot how much I love that that's song. That's a great song. Oh, it's so good. I it, tell you what. It did make me go back and listen to some of those songs, too, that I thought, man, I haven't listened man, to that. Man, that Statler so Brothers. Well, see, and I get, I get so many of. So good. Yeah. I get so many of Statler Brothers and Gatlin Brothers songs confused. Because sitting right here, I would have said that Gatlin Brothers sang Flowers on the Wall, but it was Statler. Oh, Who no. sang All the Gold in California? That yeah, was Gatlin's. Gatlin's. Okay. Right. Now, and of course, Larry's the one that wrote the songs. So the other brothers are just yeah, They're just the there. Right. Larry's the... Yeah. And that's why it was always Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin Brothers. Yeah. Oh, back yeah. Larry was the Barbara Mandrell of this. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Did but it mention he, the Mandrells? They yeah, did. It okay. mentioned that Barbara had her, had her show... Okay. Has yeah. there time. ever been a hotter pair of sisters? Oh, Tri- trio of sisters. I know, cause yeah, trio, cause all three of them were could get it, smoke it, yes. in their own different ways. Except they had those damn puppets. Yeah, I, was I forgot about I that. On that show, oh, that, I watched that oh, show every damn it. week. Yeah, they I, had those that's damn something that I didn't know until that documentary was how much of a prodigy she was. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew she was big, but I had no idea that she was a. Pretty Marty much Stewart style prodigy. Yeah, pretty much everybody that was a prodigy, I didn't realize how early of a prodigy they were. Like I knew that Brenda Lee yeah, was young. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. realize she was like eight or whatever. Yeah, and that was creepy too. Yeah, <clears throat> I kept thinking she's fixing to tell a bad story about something. That bad maybe they edited those out. And the man, uh, give me that Mandrell stuff all day though. I mean, I'll sleep single in a double bed every night. And them talking about uh, Tanya Tucker singing all these racy songs when she was like 14 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it, there was some cringe moments. And it's showing, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I kept like, Ugh. and with I did, the porter. I was the same the as you. I kept waiting porter, on a bad With the porter and Dolly stuff, I was like, it's going to come out here. Yeah. And, uh, he always had a creepy Oh, vibe. he always did. Yeah. Dolly, yeah. though. Oh. Give me a whole Ken Burns on Dolly. Man. I would love to see him do one on rock and roll. He's got to be working on it. I mean. That would be. And again, it would. I'd love you to hear... see him do one on alt country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you seen. Uh, we heard the. I guess an interview with him beforehand. I'd like to see him do one on me. Right. <laughs> interview I'd with him beforehand. That. I think when he, he was in. Because there's like 10 years, I don't know what the fuck you were doing. When he, the dark period comes up on us. When, uh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Don't know? You don't oh, know? when he was talking about, I think when he had an interview at SMU, did I. Uh, Are we talking about Porter Wagner or Ken Burns? Ken Burns. <laughs> And him saying, Wagner at the Deadman School of him Law. saying, you know, there's going to be tons of people, maybe everybody, that's disappointed in it because it's not going to mention their favorite artist. But there's just too much. There's too much there. You know, we're just hitting the high points. We're hitting the big points. Other than those you know? couple that we mentioned, I thought they did a really good job. For I me, did. The biggest ones that stood out for me were Don Williams and... Never mentioned they, Sawyer Brown. Although they mentioned... <laughs> Although they mentioned him, there was I I expected more Glenn Campbell, but the fact that there was no mention of Don Williams was by far the most shocking. I you know I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, and I didn't. 
hell, I learned a lot, and I'm a big fan, especially back in the day, but I didn't realize the full backstory on Hank Jr. Oh, yeah. About the fall and stuff? No, just about the early stuff of him, oh. like as a kid yeah. playing and getting drug around. Yeah, and his mama doing that. I didn't know that. I'd heard all that. Yeah, she sounded like a piece of work, piece boy. Piece of work. Golly. But his, that Hank Jr. greatest hits, That's a, that guy played a lot in high yeah. school, too. Yep. Not quite to Keith Whitley level, but pretty damn close. Many a Keystone Light down to some Kalaja. Kalaja <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a wooden Indian. Standing by the door. Got a new drop. Was there. he at a spook house, too? Was he going? Woo. Oh, yeah. He fell in love with a Choctaw maid over at the candy store. Is a candy store or antique store? <laughs> keep going. Keep going. I can't remember get anymore. To the, hit, hit the hook. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't help himself. <laughs> well, he 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 got dragged to a bunch of Hank Williams Jr. concerts when he was little. No, I only went to one. I thought you went to a couple. No, I bet those were wheels off. I only went to one. Have y'all ever heard that audio of him on stage when he is just so yes. wasted he can hardly talk? Yes. No, that I've never heard that. Yeah. yeah, That's one of the drunkest you will ever hear A anyone. Human. Any ever human being that's ever. still alive. <laughs> right. I mean, I guarantee you his BAC is it would, like about .5. It, it'd kill a horse. I mean, uh, he it's, was... It's hard to listen to. Yeah, him. I've heard that. I don't... I mean, it definitely goes to the automatic nature of your singing like the fact that he could get through those songs when mm-hmm. he was that drunk whoo it's bad something it, else it just you know it, it like you said it reawakened you know interest in some older stuff oh it uh, fired up my old country loins but uh <laughs> That country loins is their name. Of that's the verse in a song right there. Fire up my, my old country, country loins. But couldn't you just sit and listen to them talk about those stories all? Day? Oh yeah, most about, of like, them. There were a couple that I, I I didn't really care to listen to too much more. But the ones that I found the most fascinating were about like where the the songs came from. The producers, I, I the find, stories behind the songs. Yeah, just, I, I I could listen to anybody talk about. In fact, that ought to be a show where they just get these guys and talk about a specific song, and it yeah. could be like a pot. It could they could make a podcast out of it. Just tell me about. You we know, could do one on Heavy's greatest hits. His rendition. Heavy's of greatest hits. Yeah, that I could listen to that because. I think, uh, and how that came about, like that thing about when Jack White was talking about Loretta Lynn just pouring out a box full of scraps, oh, mm-hmm. and it just being like, yeah, and how that was pretty cool. You, I forgot about that part. Re fall in love with the attitude of Loretta. Lynn. Oh, she's great. Yeah, but back people and, and I forget about her a lot. And there's no way to appreciate the level to which back then for her to just be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna yeah. do what I want." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, women just did no, not did do not that do that. Back that. Then. Yeah. Man, I tell you what. I did take away that and the balls that she had. Uh-huh. And Patsy. And Dolly and Patsy. Oh. And uh, just to, I mean, because you talk, you, 
people think it's a man's world now. Oh, jeez, no, Louise. It, they got yeah. I, I, and let me tell you, coal miner's daughter. The movie holds up. Yeah, it does. does. It? You get you some Beverly D'Angelo in there. Some Levon Helm. Love Beverly D'Angelo. Don't get me started on Levon Helm. We can do a whole episode. Oh, Levon. Hey, I I was a little we'll bit surprised the there wasn't any mention of the band. Yeah. You're surprised what? There wasn't any mention of the band when they started to get into that Roots music part yeah. of the 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of... I never knew that whole story about um, the birds. The birds story is fascinating because... I didn't even realize that Parsons was part of them. Yeah, only on. for a little yeah, while. Yeah, just for a bit. Only for that uh, and Nash- I, Nashville West uh, album. And I get... Okay, was McGuinn... Birds, yes. Yeah. McGuinn is, and then went to. He was in Flying Burrito Brothers. No, McGuinn no, just Parsons. McGuinn is the only continuous piece of the birds. Okay, and it you look at pictures of different of the band and different album periods. Uh huh. Sometimes there might be. Yeah, it's always seven or eight guys, different folks. And sometimes there's three. Right. I mean, it goes up and down. Okay, the Flying Burrito Brothers. That's Hill, Chris Hill, Hillman, Hillman. Sorry. And Parsons, the mayonnaise guy. That's Hellman. Okay. They go do. Uh, they go do. Flying burrito brothers. Okay. Was Hillman in the birds? Yes. Okay. Hillman is a, is a major factor in the birds, but okay. he's not there the whole time. Okay. McGuinn is there through it all. Why are McGuinn and Crosby? It's still a Sunvolt Wilco situation. Why are they still? Who? Why is Mc? Why is are McGuinn and Crosby still at odds. I mean, I know McGuinn is wanting to make amends, but why is Crosby still so... Crosby, David Crosby? Yeah. Why is he still... What have a, y'all seen the story? Crosby was like, in the know, first round of the bird. Really? I didn't yeah. I don't think yeah, I knew that. just did that documentary about his life that's supposed to be so good. But then no. after that, like, McGuinn has been reaching out and even on social media and stuff and saying, like, let's, you know, make amends. I think Crosby's... And a, Crosby's still kind of giving him the... Some, I think Crosby's Mike and Grego situation. Crosby's a tough. Uh, I want to see that documentary because he does seem like. Wait, well, I hadn't heard of this. What is it? I hadn't either. Yeah, they just did a documentary about his life that I think it's already dropped. Huh? That's supposed to be. I'll definitely check that out. Really good. But yeah, so you got you got the early birds with not no pun intended. Sorry, uh, <laughs> and that's like. Hey, Mr. Spaceman, and Eight Miles High. That's when Crosby. We just in got it. the worm, and then <laughs> nice. Then you get to that uh, Sweethearts of the Rodeo in Nashville cover. West. That's where Parsons is. That's in That's where there. Parsons comes in. Okay. And then he's gone. He goes to do his thing, and then you get more birds. Uh, but McGuinn's the he's and, the constant of he's the birds. The constant, and I think McGuinn's a difficult character in his own right too. I bet. Uh, Boy, he's a guitar player. That 12-string sound. Man. Oh, it's so yeah. good, that Rickenbacker 12-string. I think it was a Rickenbacker, wasn't it? Yeah, it's got that yeah, just clear. Yeah. All right. The popcorn guy? Yes. Orville Rickenbacker Between was in the birds. Petty, they really brought Rickenbacker to the yeah. forefront. I forgot Petty and them backed on those cash. Those I did, too. Oh, I had forgotten that. Although I do remember Carleen Carter was married to Howie Epstein from the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Wasn't Marty Stewart... 
I could have swore that he was married. He was married before Connie Smith. Yeah. To. Now Carter. No. Give me a break, cause I show. I was thinking that he was attached to the Carter family too by marriage, and not just Rodney Crowell. He didn't. Uh, he was yeah, never married to Rodney Crowell. I Crow. think you may be right. His first wife may. I think. I think you're exactly right. I think his first wife was a Carter or related to the Carters. Uh, if there was only a I way we could find that look, out. Look that up. I think you're exactly right. I know we're going to hit two hours on this episode. Who cares? That I'm, I think that's right. Because I've always thought that Carter, he was. I think his first wife was Carter adjacent. That's an apartment complex I lived in. Love. Like, I think she had a radio. Right. Damn it. Just making shit for me to bleed. <laughs> right. The uh I bought a, I bought three radio edits. Right. So I knew Rodney was married to Roseanne. Was he ever attached to Carlene? Baby face Rodney Crowell motherfucker. I mean he he don't hardly age either. Oh, hey man. I was surprised Johnny Rodriguez was still alive. Dude, yeah. you talk about a Barely. blast from the past. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about him in forever. Yeah. I just had to say that while I was thinking about it. And uh, who was, was the other? Cindy Cash. There you go. Cindy Cash. From 83. That's Carter Jason. Yep. Yeah. Boy, and how cute was early June Carter. Oh. She was a doll. She was, she was an attractive woman through it all. Yeah. Yes. Didn't you also kind of feel bad for Johnny's first wife? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean that. I know the love story between him and June is fantastic, but, but there was also a part of me that was like, "Gosh, damn, it's got to be a little yeah, bit hard for I mean, Roseanne." She, to, well, when Roseanne said when she's talking about walk the line, she's like, "And we know that wasn't true." That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. Have you ever seen the video clip of on the Johnny Cash show when Merle Haggard is? It's Merle. Uh, who is it? I think it's Merle, maybe Buck Owens and Johnny Cash. It's Merle, somebody else, and Johnny Cash, and Merle is doing his impression of other country singers, yes, including Johnny that. Cash. Yeah, and he starts holding his guitar up here. Real high. high. Johnny Cash is hilarious. <laughs> Merle's funny. Dude, Merle, uh, one boy, of, one of the all-time greatest. I humans. tell you what, I wish somebody would do a Buck Owens documentary because that was a hard man. And that dude, you talk yeah. about got layers. Yes, that man is not just about smiling hee haw. No, yeah, he, I don't know much about. He's Buck. got a dark side. There's an like an unauthorized biography. I need to find it and buy it. That tells some tales really yeah, yeah i think he 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 had a jekyll and hyde situation. right it was really? not the happy buck we see on hee-haw yeah he man. was a businessman hardcore yeah and, yeah that also made me it reminded me how much i loved hee-haw oh yeah and i would love i need to go back and watch so many good country performances on there i tell you what i would watch hee-haw 24 7 that shit holds up they should have done it was more. pretty risque they did, they did yes they did offer him some love but they should have done more in my opinion on the greatness of roy clark yeah, i was just fixing to say yeah musicianship yeah. yes it didn't give him enough i mean he is he's a virtue I mean, hell and hell they even drug ronnie millsap out there easy. i was I, easy I was when you let say, him out. When let you him say out there. Hug out there. I know what you mean. <laughs> let him out there. They didn't give him as much 
credit musically as they should. No, they didn't. They really should have watched some of those uh, TV commercials that we saw where they were selling the Ronnie Millsap uh, greatest hits. Yes. Tell them how many uh, hits he had. Fantastic voice. Yes. No Eddie Rabbit. Woo! No Eddie Rabbit. There's another one. I did not think about him, and I loved him back in the day. Oh, yeah, but... You know, oh, almost like I loved a rainy night. He had, right. <laughs> he had a narrow window though. He I did. Mean, no B.J. Thomas. You no B.J. Thomas. Eddie Rabbit, and I'm gonna say it right now, and I want this on my tombstone. I want it in three inch headlines. Remember this. Don't forget it. I'm gonna say it once. It should be etched in stone. Eddie Rabbit was the B.G.s of country. The B.G.s of country. <laughs> All right, folks, y'all figure that out. Let us know your thoughts about uh... <laughs> neighbors. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com, and I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. He's been like a father to me. Roger, have we met? Yes, we have, Ralph. We met in 1968 uh, on your WSM radio show. Were you with Graham Parsons? That's right. Graham and I came over with a a single from the Sweetheart of the Rodeo album. Yes. That was not a good meeting, was it? (laughs) No, it wasn't, but uh, I I think uh, it's kind of funny now. That was 68? 1968, right. And uh, the birds, I recall, were a very hot rock group. Right, we'd just come from uh, number one success with like Turn Turn and Mr. But I didn't Henry. play any rock music. No, and we were uh, we were like invading enemy. Uh, no, it, was, it wasn't enemy territory. I just didn't play any rock music. Oh. Uh, See, we thought what we'd done was country. In our embarrassing thing happened to me on that all night show. Uh, the Jordan Airs brought Buddy Holly by one night. Buddy Holly records. I mean, I had Ray Price, George Jones, Carl Smith, Webb Pierce, Kitty Wells. Those were the records I had. And I always got the impression, well, I had a reason to get the impression Graham was not happy with me. Because later, he, he dedicated a song to me, didn't he? Or somebody did in the Birds organization. That's right. Uh, as a matter of fact, Graham and I wrote the song together. Who was it, a truck driving song? Yeah, it's a drugstore truck driving man. And, on the, and who, who, on the record, you can hear it, this is for you, Ralph. That's right. And I, what was the point of all that? Well, we just sent in a little letter to you. <laughs> were, you were you mad at me? It wasn't anything real serious. Uh,
I think I think you were disappointed with me because I didn't play the Birds records. Well, we were a little hurt by that. Huh? Yeah, we were hurt. Well, I was afraid that all the people like George Jones wouldn't like the Birds. No. See, the times were quite different then. They certainly were, and I'm glad to see things going uh, the way they are. You didn't cross over very much. and yeah. uh, Nobody crossed over very much. Marty Robbins was another biggie that I played a lot of. Did the birds appear on the Grand Ole Opry during that, that era? Yes, we did. How did that, uh, in 1968, how did that work? Well, I don't remember exactly how we got on the show. I think some of the uh, people at CBS Records managed to get us on. Yeah, but how, what was the reaction? Uh, the audience reaction? Yes. It was a little cool. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> were, were you, how were you, did you have long hair? No, we had, I had my hair about like it is now. Did, did, were you dressed in uh, the rock costumes of that day? No, as a matter of fact, we had uh, cowboy boots and jeans, and we were trying to, see, you didn't understand where we were coming from. We had fallen in love with country music in 1968, and Graham Parsons had, uh, he was from the South, and he'd always grown up on it. And his ambition in life was to play the Grand Ole Opry. And so we went ahead with Sweetheart of the Rodeo. We were trying to do a real sincere, genuine country album. And not knowing too much about it, being from Chicago myself, it came off a little different than that. But uh, we were really sincere at that time. Graham Parsons later became the mentor for Amy Lou Harris. She credits Graham Parsons with interesting her in country music. That's right, I've heard her say that. Well, Roger, I'm sorry it worked out that way back in 1968. Well, Are we still friends? Yes. Okay, <laughs> good. Uh, let's take a little break here at Nashville now, and then we'll all be back. Championship Wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.